Welcome in, everybody. It's another one of those great episodes called the Geared Up Esports Show. I got my amazing co-host with me here, Mr. Bass Day Gaming, now Bass Day Productions, as you'll see here shortly, and also Mr. Chase the Ace, the stats man himself, all things stats and COC. Bass Day, Chase, how are you guys doing this wonderful Sunday morning? Well, what afternoon bad steak for you, but I was going to say, man, it's like it's three o'clock in the afternoon for me. But it's nice to do a, a podcast that's like a bit earlier, so it's an hour early for me. So I've had uh, I've had my breakfast, my lunch, I've had my nap. You know, the stage I need the afternoon nap. Um, so I'm all fired up, ready for this. I'm like, like Chase is looking uh, amazingly beardly handsome as usual. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the sexy beard, sexy beard. <laughs> yeah, bad say I've I've done that all all that too, and it's only ten a.m. <laughs> but so yeah, so excited. How how excited are you guys for our guests today? I mean, this is like op. Like we're 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 like we're kind of doing this backwards. Usually you, you work up to the big guests. We just kind of swung for the fence and hit a grand slam for the first go around. So you guys ready for these these op guys to come on with us or what? Absolutely. Let's do it. You ready? All right, Mr. Bastag, you, you need to do this next little part before we kind of transition in. I'm go- I want you to kind of introduce these guys, and uh, we're, we're going to have a little something special for all your viewers out there. So, so look, you've seen, it, you've seen it on Twitter. You've seen it everywhere. But we have two of uh, the biggest names in Clash right now. It is... Two of the members of CMC. It's Charlie Mack, the man who owns everything, uh, almost everything. And we have Frogger, Mr. Clash himself. And before they come on, we're just going to give a little promo video that we made for them specially. Let's let's run with it. Hello. Gossip Switchboard, Clash of Clans, how may I help you? Oh, hello. Uh, I'm trying to speak to someone about this organization that's buying up all the pro teams. Do you know who that is? Ah, I know exactly who you need. Just one minute. Hi, this is ex-Queen Walker Stephanie, Stephanie Muchaba speaking. Oh, hi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, I was put through to you. Uh... You're the organization that's, that's signing all the pro teams now, yes? No, 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 darling. This is not me anymore. I have no teams. Oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't know you'd quit sponsoring teams. No, no. Neither did the teams. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, okay, let me try that again. Let's try this, okay. Hello? Gossip Switchboard, Clash of Clans. Hi, me again. Oh, it's you again. I'm not taking any more bloody calls about rigatories or pavo. So unless it's anything else, hang up now. Who are they? Oh, do you know what? Actually, never mind. I'm still trying to speak to the organisation that's signing all these pro teams. Now, you put me through to Stephanie Machapa, and she's told me that they're not sponsoring any teams anymore. Well, we didn't know that. Really? Neither did the teams. Well, let me try one more number for you. Hang on a minute. 
Chestnut Gaming headquarters, as Frogger speaking. Hey, uh, listen, I was put through to you by the Gossip Switchboard. Are you the organization that signed all the pro teams? Yeah, that'd be us. Who are you? Man, so they put me through to the Machabas first, but apparently they're not sponsoring any teams anymore. Really? Machabas had no teams now? Yeah, I didn't know about that. Neither did the teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so my name's Blastag, and I do a podcast with Ellieville Gaming and Chase the Ace. Uh, we were hoping that CMG would be our first guests on this year's show. What do you think? You're who? You're bad shag? I mean, I've never heard of you, but yeah, it's probably good for us to come on and let the community know what we've been doing. Charlie loves to talk anyway, so he'll probably love to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, you've sure been busy. Any more any more new sign-ins coming for the teams? No, 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 no. We are done with teams. I need some sleep, man. I'm tired of that. Um, but we might be looking for some content creators. You don't say. Yeah, so hey, while I've got you on the phone, let me ask you a question. Ask me anything. Anything at all. Since I'm looking for content creators. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And since you called me, I me and ask you. Well, I mean, yeah, couldn't agree more. Do you know any good content creators? Um. Mr. Frogger, Mr. Charlie Mack, welcome in. Thank you so much for being here. How are you guys doing today? Frogger. <laughs> oh, I went for you, man. You're the one who always talks. So. No, you're the lead. You're the lead here. I'm. I'm just here to hold your hand. <laughs> oh man, you, you can lead, then we're good. I think my stock just dropped. You guys. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, appreciate you guys thinking of us, and uh, yeah. Um, after a week of being in bed because I was sick, this is exactly the way I wanted to spend my Sunday. Yeah, man. Well, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> You know what? This show's all bring it back to health because you'll start laughing and laughter fixes everything. Because we, we That's are, right. I'm excited. If we're not scuffed, we're just, yeah, we, we just, we cause all kinds of facts. I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Uh, so we're, we're, to get things started, we're, I this is an icebreaker thing I got from my military days. So I got like seven questions here I'm going to ask you guys. Just random stuff. First, first answer that pops in your head, and the both of you can answer each of these questions. So, first one is: What is your uh, favorite PC or console game? My favorite PC game was actually way back in the day. It was Medal of Honor: Allied Assault. I played that thing hardcore back in college. That's that's old school though. We I had like an extra terminal just set up to run servers and everything. So it was wow. we got pretty legit in that thing. That was way back in the day, back before all this cop came out. So I was actually pretty good at that. I'm actually could have actually gone pro with that one, but nothing else. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Mac? Uh, well, for PC, uh, it's definitely going to be Oregon Trail. Most people probably don't even remember that or even know what that is. But I do. Um, I actually had the a very first. Uh, yeah, that was the first PC game that I ever played, and probably the only one. Uh, <laughs> console, it's it's got to be Halo. There's there's only one right answer there. Halo. All right, all right. So the second one here is why is Bad Stag your favorite content creator? 
Who? Bad, bad stag. Exactly. <laughs> bad shag. Bad shag. Bad shag. Bad shag. Stag shag. <laughs> I don't know who that. Dan, you're gonna have to take us one. I don't. I don't know. This he, he's the the guy that does all the creative stuff now. You see, I see tons of five v five wars all the time. I have to, and I see every town hall level. I see all kinds of content, and when I see his stuff, it's always some weird off the wall thing. I'm like, I've never seen this before. I actually need to watch this. And it's, yeah. it's pretty rare that I actually see other streams, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. Let's watch it, but. I see his, I'm like, what the heck is he doing? I have to watch to see if this is like a huge flop or like if it's insanely good. So, I mean, it, it draws me in. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I, I think um, the things that catch my eye uh, is, is more of the YouTube channel than anything else for me. Uh, I, I, I feel like he brings a different element to Clash of Clans that a lot of the regular just, I don't want to say boring streams that you see or, or YouTube videos that you see. I don't want to just watch hits all day you know like it's fun to watch i like to watch those on stream but uh for example like the clash of clan olympics i thought that was one of the more creative things that i've seen uh in clash of clans and uh and so for that reason i i feel like he's uh he's someone that i i hope to see grow and uh you know continue to put out that different type of content that is actually enjoyable to watch because again a lot of the other stuff and this is it's i'm not trying to you know, throw shade or hate at any of the other content creators because it's all hard work for everyone. But the creativeness for me uh, sets them apart, and uh, and it's I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm not just saying that; like I, I truly have enjoyed watching um, his content. All right, yeah, I do too. I mean, the, the, the check is the check is in the post. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it, it's really fun watching his stuff. All right. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No, there's there, there's only one right answer, Dan. Dan, don't get fired tonight. <laughs> Man, if I got fired, you wouldn't have a class running right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, pineapple does belong on pizza, but I haven't had pizza in a couple of years, actually. So I guess I'm probably not qualified to talk on this subject anymore. But I, I do love pineapple on pizza. Oh, it's so gross. All right. so. What is your favorite style of barbecue? Ooh, North Carolina. Ooh, okay. Carolina so you like that vinegar based? Yeah, uh, vinegar based, exactly. I mean, I like St. Louis too, but yeah, anything vinegar based and as hot as you can possibly get. That's what I like. Uh, anything that comes out of Charlie Max smoker. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm gonna have to come visit you then, Charlie. Anytime. Anytime. Ah. Uh, all right, so what's your favorite place to go on vacation? Vacation? Yeah, vacation. <laughs> yeah, that evil uh, V word that, that a lot of people don't do anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't been on a, even a family vacation in over 10 years, probably. Um, Alrighty. But where I live, I live in Michigan, um, north of Detroit, and I really enjoy the the city of Cincinnati in Ohio. It's right on the border of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And when my wife and I would just want a, a quick weekend getaway, we would just drive down to Cincinnati and hit all the nice restaurants. And uh, so, you know, it's not much of a you know vacation destination, but um, that's that's been an enjoyable place for my family and I. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like to do a lot of little staycations, like go get a hotel on the beach or something. I, I've done a lot of that. But if I'm going somewhere away, I mean, I'm I'm that kid that never grew up and loves amusement parks. So you put me in Florida and like Orlando, and I'm just I'm golden for like a week. You can just leave me to run around. I'll leave you alone. I'll be like happiest person ever. So yeah, that's Florida's probably the best place if I ever actually get to go anywhere. Yeah, and and I guess I'll add too. Eventually, uh, my my family is is from Scotland, and uh, that's one place that I really really uh, would like to travel to. So why uh, is Chase the ace your number one pro player? <laughs> the best beard in gaming, man. I mean, come on, the beard's got to get you three stars all the time, right? Facts. You gotta, Facts. You gotta stroke it, and like all of a sudden, your, your archers and everything do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Beards, beards are OP, man. I'm just saying. I, I think we need like that gray lightning bolt, you know, right, right down the center. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah. Right the side. yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like an Ewins kind of deal. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Hey, you know what, Chase? You're not too far from me. I know a great barber that could just like design that right in for you, man. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. telling you. Just, yeah, just, just cut it right in, man. Be, mm. visit him. <laughs> if he'll actually do it, send me the bill. I'll, I'll pay. <laughs> oh, snap! Yeah, yeah. up the ante right there. Yeah. yeah, that's a challenge, Chase. Uh-huh. All right, I'll, I'll pick up the hundred. So uh, this one, this this last question was by request here, and Mister Badstag brought up a good point asking this question. Uh we don't get to see the Mac report much anymore because Mr. Mac has a new job, as we all know, and doesn't just doesn't have the time to stream like he used to or do the Mac report. Used to love watching those every Monday with him when he had them. But his famous question, we felt we needed to honor him today. What is your favorite cheese? Uh, for me, it's it's Munster cheese uh, is is one of my favorites. But I'm just a cheese guy. As long as anything that's that's not feta, okay, no feta, Ooh, really, and I and I'll eat it. Yeah, I I I literally I put I'm the guy that puts cheese on a cereal. I, I eat cheese on everything. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. That, I'm like Charlie Mac comes from from the Charlie yeah. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Mac, and Mac cheese. and cheese. A lot of people <laughs> like to say that. In fact, if you listen closely, you can probably hear my arteries burning. <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah, that's wow. how much cheese I, I consume. So, yeah, um, anything but blue cheese. I mean, I love free, yeah. I love like, like hot one. pepper no cheese, cheese, all that, but I just blue cheese, I can't do. I'll, I'll yeah. if I get a salad that has it on it, I'm taking it off just to, yeah, I can't do it. I'm with you, brother. There's uh, there's just another reason why I love it. I forgot about blue cheese. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, terrible, horrendous. Especially when you get oh. that good stuff with the big chunks in it. Oh, my God. That and the feta, it, it just smells like a foot. Who wants to eat that? <laughs> it's <laughs> so gross. See, I like feta cheese. I don't know. I'll eat anything. But I'll also eat goat cheese and everything else. So They're bad goat cheese. I'm fine with goat cheese. Um, yeah, goat cheese. We're chilling. But no blue cheese, no feta. Uh, all right. What about you, Chase? What's your favorite cheese? Oh, me? Yeah, you. We're we're going to go around the table here. Why not? <laughs> I'm I'm pretty much with them. I like anything. I'll have anything. All right, big cheese guy, <laughs> Mr. Badstack. Um, I'm gonna say most blue cheeses. <laughs> I do like a strong cheese. You so, do? Yeah. Any 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 blue cheese will do. 
So, so if we if we go off base of what Charlie Max said that it smells like feet, do you have a foot fetish that we don't know about, Bastek? <laughs> Only yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's trying to compensate for something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, 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 there's no compensation. No, no, God, no, no. I'll never compensate for that. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, mine's typically pepper jack, so I, I like the spicy oh, stuff good too. One. Um, all right, so little well, icebreakers there. I hope everybody out there enjoyed those questions. Also, too, you'll see scrolling through the chat, exclamation queue, and then if you ask a question, it'll go into a special queued up area where Sue, our producer, will be handling that and getting good questions queued up for later on in viewer questions. So if you think of anything through the show that you would like to ask, whether it be Charlie Mack, Frogger, or Bastag, Chase, or even myself, feel free to put it in there. Who you want it? Who you want us to ask? And we will do our best to accommodate as many questions as possible today. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get into the questions here. So, how long have you guys been involved in playing Supercell games? How long have they been around? <laughs> I, I started. I started playing Clash pretty soon after it, it dropped. I mean, I've had, I've been like most Clashers, I had like little periods of time where I was like, okay, I need to take a break and step away from it for a while. But like I did that at Town Hall 10, I took a little break and came back and I was like, what the heck are all these new sieges and everything else? And I was like, I missed a whole lot. But I mean, I've been playing it basically the entire time, mostly Clash and just recently kind of got into some of the other games too. Yeah, so kind of same for me that I, you know, started out in, in Clash of Clans, me, you know, we had the family clan, uh, you know, with my kids and wife and, and some family members, and uh, spent uh, my children's college funds on gems to, uh, yes. you know, do everything that needed to be done. And then Clash Royale came out, and when that happened for me, I just kind of forgot about Clash of Clans and and started playing uh, Clash Royale. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with Dan, like since they came out okay all right so this is so we did a little thing on our last podcast because of course we announced you guys were coming on in my server of course we asked if anybody wanted to post some questions ahead of time this way we could get out ahead of the what could have possibly been some super questions in there luckily we got five great questions in there um and one of them was this it's uh it's it's from a, a very well known person in the uh community carl from uh assassin's order uh what made you start your own organization for like the esports and stuff like that yeah so i mean this is a question that, that i get asked on the regular and um for me it, it was kind of uh one of those things that i had a lot of friends um uh, that were you know in the pro scene more so in in uh, clash royale and I was pretty active on Twitch with a lot of content creators, um, you know, for Clash Royale, uh, Sir Tag and, and guys like that, Surgical Goblin, um, you know, some of the just really, really great people. And um, the more I started to learn about esports and, and how some of these certain organizations take advantage of these kids in a lot of instances, uh, truly troubled me um and it was something that i i, I just couldn't kind of sit back and watch 
any longer. Um, seeing these, these again, in, in most instances, kids um, play these games for these organizations for, you know, uh, pennies on the dollar, but they give them a free keyboard and they think that they've, they've got the world and they're giving them this massive percentage of their earnings. And, uh, and then, you know, organizations not following through on, on what they say they're going to do for these players and things like that. And it was just one of those things that I, I don't know, it bothered me. And, uh, I, I had a decent presence on Twitch, um, from just supporting the, the people that I supported. And, um, so I talked to a couple of friends and, um, you know, the name Chasmac, that's the other big question. Why, why Chasmac? So my Twitch handle is Chasmac. It was just my, you know, my personal thing. Uh, and so Jake's her tag, um, big, uh, YouTuber and Twitch guy, uh, in clash Real uh, says, well, you know, now you've got your brand, you know, so if there was ever a time to do it, people know who you are because of, you know, the support that you show for a lot of these content creators, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so we used that name, um, because it was somewhat known. I hate it. I'm not a vain person. I don't like to have my name involved, but there's no changing it now. That's why you'll very rarely hear me say Chasmac game. You'll, you'll almost always hear me say CMG, but, um, but I know that that's kind of a long answer to the question, but to really understand the full brevity as to why I, I wanted to do it, um, you kind of needed to know that background, um, so yeah, that was that was the main reason, and now the the reason to continue on is just the passion for it, the relationships that you make, uh, you know, the friends like Dan, you know, on the opposite end of the screen here. If I if I didn't have uh, an organization, I wouldn't have such a great friend uh, like him in my life. Um, you know, someone that I've known for a short period of time that I truly consider to stop at Ben Stick. But someone that I truly consider, you know, yeah, uh, emotional. well, it, it, you know, again, I mean, just to kind of get an understanding of, of why I did it and why I continue to do it, you know, is things like that, you know, making friendships and, and having someone, uh, you know, like Dan that, uh, you know, had all the potential in the world to jump into the esports scene and, and really make a, a splash and, and contribute and, uh, but more so become such a close friend of mine and someone that I can talk to about you know, personal life and everything else. So there's a lot that, that comes from why we started it. And again, that's a long answer, but to kind of have a full understanding, you kind of needed to hear all that. So. No, I mean, and that's the thing though. Yeah. Like it, it that way it explains it in, in detail there. So everybody kind of understands it. You know, it's not just this little short answer. Like there's a lot that goes into yeah doing that stuff, whether it's become a content creator creating your organization, whatever it may be. There, there's a lot that goes into that, a lot of preparation, and there's always improvements to be made, which kind of leads us into this next one. So you guys have been on a, a roll this year already since January 1st. Uh, what made you uh, decide to sponsor three EU teams and step away from the NA team this year? Well, let me start the answer to this and then let Dan finish it. Um, because I think there, there's never really been any full closure 
poor disclosure about what happened with our NA team. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so without getting into too much detail, you know, sadly our, our, our North American roster split for the reasons that they had, you know, um, and, uh, when that happened, it, it opened up other possibilities. And before Dan was even, you know, in the position that he's in now last year, uh, towards the end of the year, I made the decision that moving into 2023, I really wanted to try to get more focus into Clash of Clans. And that's truthfully why we were able to find Dan. And and I should also mention Mo, our our um, you know, our, our other board member that um, you know, he doesn't really like cameras either, so he's not here today. But uh, you know, he he's also, you know, our, our right hand man. But um so there was this this real big passion to really grow the the Clash of Clans side of things for CMG. And uh, when the NA situation happened, it it it, uh, it, it broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. I was very upset. And uh, um, we didn't even, uh, you know, talk about it on social media. We didn't uh, make it a big scene or anything like that. Um, and, and there's never really been any closure to that. And this is about as close to closure as anyone will ever get. It just, it was a tough situation for the players. Some wanted to stay, some wanted to leave, and and they are where they are now, and we are where we are. So, uh, where I was going with Mo is Mo knew Frogger was doing so many things in our Discord server and, and helping uh, in so many other areas. And then once I got to know him, and like, hey, who's good? And he's just like, boom, 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 you know this guy's good, this guy's good, this team's great, this team's great, they're free agents, they're free agents. And I'm like, okay, go get it. <laughs> just go do what you have to do. And like, forget I asked, just go do. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, put me in a room with you and them and, and we'll negotiate everything together. And then you just, it's your baby. Do, do what you have to do. I just want to watch. Love it. And that's, that's literally how that happened from the start. So now you have the reason why NA is gone, and then I'll let Dan kind of just take over from there. But just kind of again, Dan always yells at me like Charlie likes to talk a lot. So, um, I'll, and he's I, maybe he's right. I don't know. I just don't realize it. But uh, but I just wanted to kind of give that closure to the NA and, and make it so you guys could better understand uh, you it, know, why we did what we did. It, it sounds like the NA though it was bittersweet. Sound like you guys. Part of them pretty good terms for the most part by the sound of it. For the most there. part, yeah. So yeah. that's that, and that's Never, always good to see. Yeah, and there's there's no regret. I I I personally am grateful to all of those guys. You know, uh, if if someone was to ask me, you know, who's my favorite person in, in Clash of Clans, I would probably say Laxnos. You know, just because I formed a relationship with him, and he's always been nothing but the most professional and things like that and you know all those guys they were just you know they were uh they're good guys and uh i wish them the best all right mr frogger decisions 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 you get free reign go get go get me some teams charlie max says what was your decision on the three teams that you did select to go after to sign well uh yeah, like you said, I was just getting bumped up when the NA team came to us and said they were disbanding. And so I was trying to figure out, like, okay, 
you got like two different ways you can go, right? You can either try to grab all these old retired people or try and pick and poach you, from you other can teams. Make, you can make several teams with the retired guys, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> in Clash actually knows what that word means. Retired just means I'm going to no. take like a year break and then come back yeah. to a new team. That's what I mean. You can either do that or you can try and go after like some established teams with some chemistry that, I mean, if you have that, if you have people that you actually know are going to kind of stick together anyway because they've already proven it, that's huge. I mean, that's the chemistry is like the, the one of the biggest things. Even though people say like, okay, it's only like one person attacking one person at a time. Like, no, you really actually need to you know trust your team to spot you. And you know if you're bickering at your team, like they don't ever do well. So, I mean, we actually Rainberry was actually still kind of helping us out after the whole team disbanded. He he kind of came. He he was going around looking as a free agent for people that he could you know join up with. Right. And he came. He said like, you know, I tried to join up with RPG, but they're all set at the moment. He said, but I found out they're, they're not sponsored by anybody. I was like, wait, what? That RPG is not sponsored? It's like, who, how in the world did the Clash World not notice this? And so as soon as he said that, like, I'm, I'm in all these discords where we're trying to find General X's discords, like, and actually just message <laughs> So, I mean, I went after him, like, right away. And I was like, dude, let's talk. And they've never been sponsored before, too. So that was a fun talk because they didn't know anything about it and i'm actually new to the team too so we were learning right <laughs> and it took a while but i mean they were really really uh, the, the, the thing i noticed about all three of the teams overall when i talked to them was that they're all so appreciative of the fact that you'd even consider them and mm-hmm. um, i mean when you're talking to somebody in like my position or charlie's position the way you talk to them will do a world of good for you it's just like another job interview I mean, and they're like, we're so appreciative you're actually even just thinking about us. I'm like, I'm not just thinking about you. Like, I told you, I love you. Like, let's talk. <laughs> but I mean, it's still, so we went after them and started talking too. And and the other two teams, at least they'd been sponsored before, so it was a little bit easier. But right. I mean, it was, I mean, the Mustabas were supposed to sign GS and that fell through. And so they came, like somebody came to me and pointed that out. And I was like, wait a minute, I've already talked to Nairomi before. And and like I had a relationship with him, and so I started talking to him, and that was pretty easy too. So I just the main thing I really wanted with the teams, I felt like if we had teams that had established chemistry, they already knew who their base builders are, they know how they like to test, they know all these different things, and they have a proven track record of being like these humble, nice, good players. I like that's that's really what I was looking for, and uh, I hate to say it, but you know certain regions are known a little more for drama than they are for cohesiveness. <laughs> Uh, I always say like the NA region is kind of like that. Um, it, it's like everybody has that friend or that family member that always has like the crazy, crazy stories about what's happening in their life. And they're really fun and exciting to listen to. And then as soon as they walk out of the room, you're like, I'm so glad I'm not living that life. It's like, it's great story time, but I just, I can't live with that drama. And so the NA is, I, I get messages all day long about like, I'm trying to push this player. Or I'm trying to leave this team and go somewhere else. Where should I go? And, I'm like, all right, yeah, that makes for a lot of fun, exciting stuff, but I don't need drama in my life. I want set teams I can trust and just let them go play and do their thing. Right. So that that kind of leads me into this next one. So now, one COC team, you guys have now expanded to three, <laughs> pretty much overnight. It seems like. What challenges do you foresee now? Like, you, you have three teams, so now. What do you do for base building, base testing, uh, and, and and managing that type of stuff now going forward with three separate teams? Because you're all one cohesive unit, you're all CMG, but at the same time, they need to have their own little personal stuff 
also so they can be competitive. And we've already seen it. A couple of Jazz Mac teams facing off against each other. So it's not going to be unheard of. You have three really high caliber teams. How do you guys manage all that now? I mean, that's that's got to be a lot to manage, having builders and testers and keeping separate so everybody has that fair shot going forward, so to speak. Well, each team already kind of came with their own builders. I mean, uh, RBG already has they have three people that build, and they're okay. all on the team. Um, I mean, they have a few different ones for EA team, too, and same thing for GS. They already came with when I say like I brought the team, like we brought the team, like they had, they know who's going to be managing them. They know who their team reps are. They know who their builders are. They even told us like, we use this clan that we don't even want you to name as a C and G clan for testing. So nobody comes and tries to view it and see us test. And so, I mean, and they have a couple of those. And so they'll bump around, they'll do that kind of thing, but they already had all that set up. And I told them from day one, I'm not here to manage you. You guys, two of you got to world and got top five last year. You don't need me managing. <laughs> I'm here to bring you in, answer any questions you have, and kind of serve as a, the buffer between you and Charlie. And that's right. basically what I was trying to do. I was like, I'm not trying to change anything about you. I'm trying to let you run free. But yeah, they already had that pretty much built in when they came. All right. Well, I guess that makes life a little bit easier for you there. Oh yeah, I need it a little bit easier after three teams for sure. Yeah, I, and, and I and I know that would be something that would be on a lot of people's minds. Like, how do you keep that fairness between the teams, so to speak? You know. But when it, when they come pre-built like that, it does. It makes it nice. So, but with that, we're we're gonna roll in here. Mr. Chase Yates has some questions for you now. So <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Chase. Knock yourself out, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Well, a few of the questions have already been answered a little bit pertaining to like um, the CM or the NA CMG split and everything. So I'm gonna start off with when. You guys were looking at the teams and looking at the players and everything, doing research. And did any players stand out that you didn't get a chance to sign? Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess like, uh, well, I mean, everybody went after Queen Walkers when they mm -hmm. first broke away, and they're they're obviously you know they're Queen Walkers. Well, they're Navi, but whatever. They're they're the same people. They're always really great. I mean, that, I had a lot of teams and a lot of players actually approach me that never even got to the level of Charlie just because, like I said, I was looking for more of the cohesive thing that I could do. But, I mean, they're, they're great NA players. Like, I think everybody, every team in the world wants to coach Hey Deuce if they can. Um, but, I mean, there, there are a lot of good players out there, a lot of good teams out there that aren't getting a whole lot of recognition yet. And I mean, I'm seeing a lot of upcoming teams right now, too, that I expect to get a lot of recognition, like Apricots. Apricots. I call them Apricots. But I mean, I think that they're probably going to be, yeah, yeah I appreciate that. I think that they're going to be big too. So there's a lot of upcoming names and the whole back Stay to, to my meta YouTube was, channel. That's all I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> but the meta was still <laughs> dropping though when we were first signing these players. And so it was kind of hard to really judge them on how well they do at 15 because it, it was still brand new to everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, among the teams that you have, do you have any? standout players any favorites <laughs> no no <laughs> on the spot <laughs> no no i i love the, some of the base building from some of the other people even the other teams will talk about like general x's base building uh he's he someone like i see his base is getting stolen all the time he'll he'll post on twitch about how mad he is because like some team has posted all his bases that he's found stuff. but i mean I, I love his base building but i 
there's so many good attackers. Like even EA team has like a whole lot of 14 star wars. And and so I mean I'm seeing in GS like I, Ryuta seems like he never misses. But I mean it's just there are tons and tons of really good players and I, I really mean it when I say like I don't have any favorites. Like I went after all these teams because I think that they're all great in their own different ways. So I mean I I try not to pick and choose. I hate watching when they played against each other yesterday. I was just even Charlie was there. was like, no, I don't want to watch this, man. I can't do anybody. Yeah, I think I even commented in Susie's stream that it's like watching your kids fight. You know? Yeah, it feels like your two kids like the MMA MMA fighters and like they're going against each other, like slugging it out. Like I can't watch. Yeah. It's going to be more bloody, man. Yeah, it's um, hard, but you know, I, I will touch a little bit on this on this question. Just. Uh, you know, Dan had mentioned Rain Barrier earlier and how, you know, truthfully, I, I don't know that we would be in the position that we're in without Rain Barrier. Um, with everything that happened with NA and then, um, you know, I, I had had a conversation with Dan about Rain Barrier that, you know, I, I want to try to do something with him, for him, because he was one of the players in that situation that really just, he took it the hardest, let's put it that way. And he really wanted to stay committed to CMG. And for that, you know, Dan and I both felt that we should stay loyal to him. And along that process of him, you know, sticking around and helping, um, it helped Dan get in contact with some of these other teams too. So, um, you know, you're never going to hear me say, Rainberry's my favorite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have a relationship with, with Ray Perry. Right. Uh, and because I have been with him for a long time, he's been with me for a long time. He's a goofy kid. He serves his country though. You know, he's military. He, he he's just, he's just a great person overall. And, uh, and for that reason, I love him. I don't know all the other players as well as I know Ray Perry. So, uh, when you ask me about a favorite, he's the one that I've known the longest. So he's the one that, uh, you know, uh, stands out the most to me. Let's put it that way. Yeah. He was really, really helpful for sure. Yeah. Definitely an intricate part and in everything. And, and it's someone that we have a lot of respect for. And, and Dan and I both felt it very important to, uh, to make sure that we were able to support him too. And in the end, it worked out great for Dan. You know, it was, yeah. And he, he ended up signing with the killer team too. Yeah. Yeah. Sports. I was like, all right, man, this is perfect. Like you're bringing in all these <laughs> yeah. caliber players too. Like, all right. Yeah. We're, we're doing it for you. Rain Bear. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. We're going with that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that kind of leads to the next one. This is kind of a two-parter. I was wondering how has the transition been between going from one team to three now and how do you manage expectations between those new three teams hmm. well i mean it's it's uh the, the hardest part for me is the fact that i wake they're all in different time zones for me and so i wake up and i have dms from three different teams all at like three or four o'clock in the morning so that's always an exciting morning for me but i mean <laughs> Overall, like I said, they're, uh, they they since they are so you know kind of well oiled together, they they make it easier for me going from one to three. Like I have left separate channels where they all talk about their tournament stuff. We also have a group channel where all three teams talk to each other because as soon as I brought on the first two teams, they came to me and said like, hey, you know, 
we're all really good players and we want to get to know each other. Can we start playing like some 10 v 10 or 15 versus 15 tournament stuff when it comes up all together? And I was like, that's going to be a killer team. And they're like, you can play on it too. And I was like, you don't want me to play on it. Like, I'm, I'm middle of the road, man. Like I'll, I'll throw a Hydra and hope it sticks, but I mean, you don't want me playing on it, but I will if you need a spot. But, but I mean, they, they came together. They kind of actually gel kind of like they're like long lost brothers almost the way they talk to each other. And it's, it's kind of funny. So they did a lot of that for me. They kind of, they're all kind of mature, these teams. Some of the people we talked with in Clash of Clans aren't the most mature players. But these guys, they kind of handled it all pretty well. And so they, they made it yeah, pretty easy for me, especially going from one to three. Yeah, it seemed, I mean, pretty seamless. Like like with Dan saying, you know, they're they're pretty self-sufficient for the most part. Um, they, like to, they like to bother Dan a little bit here and there, but... Um, you know, I, I honestly think they just like talking to him, you know, and, and, uh, and that's the, the, one of the cool things about Dan is he enjoys it too. He loves the game so much that, um, those 3am messages that he's like, damn it, what now? Uh, after he gets on there, he enjoys it because he loves the players so much and he has so much passion for the players, the teams, the game. So it makes it pretty. And we tried to have that relationship from the beginning we tried to tell him yeah. like look we want you to come on like as a family kind of you know yeah. i want you to be able to come to me with anything and not feel like oh we should never come to him unless like the world is ending and yeah. we want like there to be good communication between everything and just treat people like a family and try to run smoothly it seems yeah. like so far that has yeah i like that that's awesome. it is only january though let's point that out <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so uh the final question kind of leads into uh bad segs section but it is like what do you think of the current meta <laughs> <laughs> well i used to love attacking at 14 because i got pretty good at it uh and then 15 dropped and i was like oh my hydra is not nearly as effective my super archer hydra that used to just white bases out i'm like oh you can plan for that now that sucks <laughs> um I, I like it, though, because I, I first started in competitive clash as a mediator for GCC. And like near the end, I was having to sit through all the wars because I actually put a mediator inside watching. And I watched so many like 15 or 15, 15 star wars, 15, 14. Everybody is all Lalo all day. I'm there like I was actually in the Queen Walker, like one of like, the final matches and watching the match in this through the game. I'm very, like falling asleep. I'm like, man, it's just it's Lalo all day long. Like I can't do this anymore. So. I'm glad that now you have to change it up, you have to plan, and you see a lot more fails. So I hate playing it. I love watching it. Same. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're, you're the Battle Royale captain, aren't you there? Mr. Yeah, if you ask him what defenses came out in 15, he's probably like, oh, I don't know. So, so <laughs> if I want to get my Clash Royale game up, I need, I need to come see Mr. Charlie Mack is what you're telling oh, me. Oh, you know that inside and out. Yeah. Man, so I yeah. I watched I watched Charlie Max stream Clash Royale. It was last last week, yeah. Yeah, yep. And um, and I swear to God, like, and I I played a little bit of Clash Royale until it got to the point where me and my devices were starting to get into fights, and <laughs> um and even I like I was listening to what Charlie was saying, and there were times I thought he'd started speaking in tongues, because um, <laughs> I I I didn't have a clue like what he was going on about. Uh, so it was really interesting, the language and stuff that you use, because um, Clash, to Clash of Clans to me seems just like so straightforward. And I bet Clash Royale is the same for you. It's just, it just kind of makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. Like, 
and, and, and imagine, you know, not playing Clash of Clans for like basically a decade or whatever it was that I just stopped playing and then coming back and hearing this, this queen charge lalo donut i'm like what is where's the dough what is the donut where's this donut yeah, you oh, me, like, i want to see donut? the donut so yeah like i mean all the verbiage and everything i had no clue and, and so last year Boston cream somewhere <laughs> for real you know i'm like all right you know i like double chocolate glaze where's that but it was just, you know, it was really hard for me. And now, I, I, you know, after a year of being involved with gaming, uh, I've I've learned, you know, some of the lingo, but it's still like the game playing itself. I just can't do. But Clash Royale, yeah, I mean, that's that's like, that's the roots of CMG. That's, you know, how we got started. So, of course, my, my knowledge is very heavily involved there in Brawl Stars. Um, but with the Clash of Clans, it's, I learn more every time I watch, you know, like, Dan will message me, hey, uh, team's playing, uh, Susie's streaming, you know, and I'll be, okay, I'll, I'll jump in there and I'll watch and, and try to learn. But yeah, it's 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 definitely a different lingo for sure, Bad I mean, I kind of I kind of wish that we'd set up like a like a Supercell trivia section <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the podcast for you know. Um, uh, been, hang on. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I've got a few questions Bad here. Stay. I've got, a few, I've got a few clash clash trivia questions. Um, That's my man. To, Always to, prepared. To look at, you know, if you want it. Um, so either of you can answer these. Now, if you get 10 out of 10, Ellie is going to give a goal pass away to one lucky viewer. Um, <laughs> Are you asking like DGS on an archer or something he, stupid? He doesn't, he doesn't know this yet. Um, okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm giving away it what? Might be, it might be me giving a goal pass away. You gotta get ten out of ten, and if you get ten out of ten, one lucky viewer can win a, a prize. Okay, are you ready? Sorry, I let you people down already. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, this is easy. Trust me. Like I, I, I made these questions so I didn't have to look up the answers for them. And someone no. would clash my owl. so they're that easy. And you guys oh, are yeah. working as a team, so yeah, you're working as a team. It's all good. And are we're using Ellie's money here, so let's go. These, these should be super easy. Yeah, why not? I'm in. I wish I had some dollar bills okay. right now to be, you know. But Dude, if you want to start throwing dollar bills, go for it. We've got about uh, two minutes until this, this part finishes. All right. Oh, How many cap spaces does an Electro Titan take? Plus 32. Oh, correct answer. Uh, which is the fastest ground troop in Clash of Clans? The fastest ground troop. Ah. Oh, hey, you watched that Olympics, didn't you, Charlie? You should know this. I see. I'm There's thinking that it's Sneaky me. Goblin. I'm thinking Sneaky oh, Goblin, but I could nice be wrong. Oh, man. And so it's it's either it's the Goblin or the Sneaky Goblins. Both of them, same speed. What? Oh, okay, I think between that and the Valkyrie, I couldn't remember. No, the Valkyrie's quite slow. She's like 24. She's about the same as like the, the minor and stuff. Um, okay. What town hall level does the Robo Drag unlock? Um, when I say Robo Drag, that's not the name for it. What's the name, Chase? Robo Drag is. Dragon Rider. There we go. The Dragon yeah. Rider. Dragon Rider. What's oh, Dragon Rider. On lock at? That was at 13, wasn't it? Let's see. Hell, you're flying through these. Uh, <laughs> next one. It's How, many barbarians How many barbarians do you get from the barbarian card in Clash Royale? Five. I got no Correct. clue. Um, who would win in a 1v1 fight between the Electro Titan and the Pekka? 
Oh. Mm. Oh. I think the the aura for the E Titan would probably win, wouldn't it? Are we gonna mess that one up? I don't know. What's the final answer? Does the Electro Titan, who who is like a Thunderbird's puppet, doesn't do much, or the Pekka with those two massive swords, uh, which would which would win a fight? Based on that completely unbiased uh, review you just gave me, there, I think the Pekka probably. You know, I think. Got me, Got me, on that. <laughs> Why do I see my money uh, going right on now? <laughs> I think it was rigged against you. Dude, dude, listen, trust me. If if they get 10 out of 10, I'll give a goal pass away as well. Uh, Nick, which troop has the highest HP in Clash of Clans? <laughs> Charlie's just staring at the screen. <laughs> He's like, oh. What? I mean, like, if, if I'm, I'm just like, trying to relate to CR. I mean, is it the goal the now? Or like, like over eight thousand. Um, or not, are you not talking about heroes, right? No, I'm not talking about heroes. I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking about trips. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. What, I'll give you a clue on this one. Um, it's my favorite trip of all time in uh, Clash of Clans. Oh, I know favorite that one now. Of all time. Can we phone Ellie. Uh, you can phone oh. a friend. I'm trying uh, to think. Like gonna, I said, I, I do a Hydra, so I don't know all the uh, things. I'm thinking possibly it may be that little specialty troop called the Ice Hound. Ooh, correct, Amundo. Yeah, giving away my own money now. I tell you what. You're a hell of a salesman, Bad Stag. You're a hell of a salesman. 10,000 HP. That is huge. That's Frogger's head a shine. <laughs> how many how many wall pieces do you get at tunnel 15 oh god how many was it oh it's like 160 or 165 i know i have like 47 uh, in, total, left. That's all in, I total, in total not not like any extra in total how many wall pieces do you have at tunnel 15 not upgradable how many you get oh how, how many you have in total how many have in total is it 320 or 325 it is 325, correct, Amundo. Well done, yeah. my friend. That is awesome. Uh, what picture is drawn onto the side of the rocket in Clash Royale? What picture? Oh. The big rocket. There's a there's a there's something on the side of the rocket. What is it? Well, it depends because they have star levels. Like for mine, I have a goblin on mine. I have a goblin riding the rocket, so you can't see anything on the rocket. No, no, it's actually it's actually painted onto the side of the rocket. Do you know that you know the just the big rocket that that goes flying up that one? Yeah, yeah. There's a picture but... that's painted on the side of it. Like it's almost like it's a pirate or something. Like it's a pirate. <laughs> you 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 I haven't phoned a friend yet. You can't phone a friend. Okay, okay. Uh, don't don't ask me. I have no clue. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It might be, it might be, it might be a skull. Oh, well done. Ellie's losing his money. Uh, okay, two questions. I can't left. believe That's I'm it. giving away many, my own money. What is wrong with you? Know what I mean? Like, and, and you're giving my money away. Uh, how many cannons do you get a ton of 15 in total? You don't get any. You talk about how many do you have? How many do you have, do you have in total at ton of 15? What's the maximum right? number of cannons you have? 
Isn't it just seven? It is seven. Eight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody's sitting in their head. No, maybe thinking it's seven. Ellie's over here trying to keep his money in his pocket. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I have like four cannons question. left and I'm max. That's it. So I'm like, I'm seven. <laughs> last question. Last question. Uh, what was the last question? Oh, here we go. Uh, how much elixir does the electro spirit cost? One. Ellie, get you all out. Let's go! Congratulations! Congratulations! Well done! <laughs> all right, ask your questions so I can get this thing set up in stream elements so everybody can get in on it. <laughs> Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, I mean, te- uh, no, I'm actually not. Fast take, fast take. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, when I first uh, talked about getting you guys on, the one thing I did sort of hint at was I always wonder where people get their, their class name from. Now, obviously, Charlie, you've kind of given a, an idea where yours is from. Frogger, where did, where did Frogger come from? <laughs> well, everybody thinks it's from the old school Frogger game, and I kind of let him go with yeah. that. Uh, but no, actually, back in college, I got the nickname Kermit. Because uh, at parties, like I used to make this drink, this little shot called the Horny Kermit, and it's like it had this like this green li- liquor in it, and like this uh, this hazelnut liquor, and then like a little white cream on top. It's just called a Horny Kermit. I, I found that I thought it was really funny, but it, it's like it, it's not that strong, so it wouldn't get you really drunk, and nobody had heard of it, so everybody loved it. So everybody at the party would come up and ask me, like, "Can you make me a Horny Kermit?" And so after a while, people started calling me Kermit because of that. Like, the girls loved it. Like, it's a great party favor. Like, you know how to make that? Because it doesn't, like, get them wasted. They're like, oh, this is perfect. You can meet people. See, best been perfect. Yeah. And eventually, oh. it came down to being, like, just Frogger from that. Yeah. That's it. Just, I love just that. alcohol. That's it. <laughs> I, uh, absolutely. You know, I don't think we've ever asked Chase that question. What? Where, where, did, where, did your, where did Chase the Ace come from? Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it has a lot to do with uh, uh, like cards. I used to do like uh, card tricks in high school and stuff. That's where that's that's where I did my <laughs> name. So you and it rhymes. And it rhymes. Uh, why not why not so you so yeah. used to hustle people for money um exactly exclusive yeah. class exclusive you heard it here first exactly Chase was a card hustler i love it um so <laughs> this probably this is more for this is more for frogger really because i i guess i guess charlie what's your what's your highest town hall level in class of class do you even have a class class account anymore uh 14 you have a four man you're near like you're nearly max you're nearly at 15 dude dude i'm paid to, i'm paid to win i i uh, okay Okay. I'm sitting there with a town hall 14, and my defenses are like level one. I, I have no, no clue. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, fair enough. So I'm just trying to be a cool kid. This probably is for Frogger then. Um, what is your favorite town hall level? Hmm. I actually, I, I like to, I have a lot of them. I have, what, five 15s. I have a max 14 I kept for competition. I have thir- a couple 13s. I have a 12, and I have 11, and like a little tiny one that holds plans. Uh, uh, 11 is actually my most fun to play. Really? Uh, yeah, I liked 14 a lot too, just because I got pretty decent at it. But 
11. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Cause I like to just go in there with like a big bowler, witch smash, like a dude with bow witch. And it's just, it's so much of a fun attack for me. So I like, I love 11 and I like 12 too, because it's the last level I can actually low on successfully. Once it becomes like 13 and beyond, like I'm done. Like I try, but like I can't three star it. But yeah, so 11 and 12 are actually my most fun to play. And I actually like watching level 12 tournaments too. They're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, um, I, I, agree, I agree with 11 and 12. They're probably my two favorite. The 12, I streamed the 12 tournament yesterday, the final. Yeah, I watched it. The, so much. I mean, to be, although the one downside was because there were certain troops banned, like it resulted in yeah. pretty much everyone doing Queen Charge Lalo. Like all, I think there were eight out of the 10 attacks that were all Queen Charge Lalo with pretty much the exact same spell composition, troop composition. Yeah. You know, it was like just rinse and repeat. Um, but yeah, 12 for me, 12, 12 is, I think, the pinnacle of, of what Clash have done. I think, I mean, meta-wise, people sort of talk about Tunnel 15 in the meta. Do you think the meta is quite good now at the minute, or do you think there's still more work to do on it? I like it. I, I think that it, it definitely increased the level of difficulty finally. Like going from, you know, 12 to 13 to 14 for pro players, it didn't seem like it did all that much. They kind yeah. of picked up on it pretty quickly. When you went to 15, you saw everybody drop off all of a sudden. You see, like, the last, up until yesterday, like, I saw the last two wars, like, Klaus even had two stars. And, I mean, you had never seen Klaus two star before. You didn't even think he knew what that meant. But, I mean, it's just, to watch it drop off like that, especially before they nerfed the monolith and the towers, too. I mean, when they, before all that, like, I was, I was dead in the water. Like, if I didn't get that monolith quick, like, my attack was just going down. I'm, like, walking away from the screen without dropping half the troops. So, I mean, I, I like the fact that they actually made it more difficult, finally. If you could change anything about the, about the, the, the state of Clash at the minute, what would you, what would you change? Hmm. Well, since I'm a, an air guy, I wish that the dragons would have actually gotten a new level with 15. But then again, probably everybody else knows an air person does, too, because then that Hydra would have been back in, you know, OP again. So, I mean, I, I wish that there a couple more of them would have had a little bit more levels. But other than that, I mean, I think it's it's pretty well pretty well done for right now. Dude, you, like, you managed a full 60 minutes without sounding like a crazy person. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you've just gone into this weird dragon combat. I just, no, no. Man, I love air. I've loved air ever since the game first dropped. Man. Back when it was TH10, I, I paid and I maxed out my dragons. All you had to do was just drop the dragons on the base and the base was gone. It was just obliterated. And everybody in my clan loved me because like I three started everything. And like they're like, what are you doing? And like I paid for these dragons at like level four back then, whatever some stupid level. Like you just drop around all around the base and they just, just watch. It's it's gone. So, I mean that have been air ever since. I love that, but not Lalo. <laughs> that takes skill. <laughs> if I had the skill, then I'd be I'd be on the pro team instead of getting the pro teams. <laughs> well No Yeah, I mean I I, I try, Lalo. I try, but I don't think I had the patience to sit there and learn and learn and learn and learn. I, I tried, but yeah. Past level 12, like, uh, I can't game plan it out well enough. I'm like, oh, I completely forgot this whole defense that just wiped out my queen and half my army. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I bet 30 minutes with Chase the Ace, and you'd be three-star in most tunnel 15 base for Lalo. Maybe. If you're paying for that bill for his private tutoring session, then yeah, let's go for it. Oh, listen, listen. I mean, I mean, Ellie, Ellie gave up his his cash for the for the podcast. I mean, I'm sure Chase will do the same. Um, <laughs> I got you. I got you. 
<laughs> no, he'd be too frustrated. He's like, I hate this guy. Let's get rid of him. I hate CMG. Nah. I hate Frogger. I hate everything. <laughs> Dude, Charlie, I feel bad, but um, I have to ask this. I'm seeing loads of people tweet about this uh, about the fact that Clash Royale doesn't seem to have any uh, any any rules for the pro comp- competitions anymore. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> like, I guess the question that's is, a sore spot for him. I guess the question is two two parts really. First part is, did it ever? Um, and the second part is, um, why are they all being such crybabies? So, <clears throat> excuse me. I guess in it, you know, in Clash of Clans and in Brawl Stars, they have rule books. Um, in Clash Royale, it's it's more referred to as a format. So I made a tweet the other day, and I'm like, you know, can we get a can we get the rule book? You know, and people are like, oh, there's a rule book. Well, yeah, I mean, there's still a certain you know rule set. It's just what's the format. And I, I guess what annoys me the most is as I've I've mentioned a couple of times, you know, the CMG, the roots are from Clash Royale, you know, and to think about the possibility of CMG not participating in Clash Royale in 2023 kind of breaks my heart because uh, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here talking to you guys without Clash Royale. Uh, However, uh, world finals were in September, the same weekend as Clash of Clans. We now know everything we need to know about Clash of Clans, right? Um, Brawl Stars was in November, and we know exactly what is going to happen in 2023 for Brawl Stars. What in the hell takes this long to come up with a format for a game that's been around for seven damn years and has the the biggest following of all three games for esports content there it's huge it's by far the biggest for content and and everything else for supercell games what the hell are you doing like i you know i i'm so frustrated with it i have pro players that are literally you know one in particular is vitor he's been with he was the very first pro that i personally signed the cmg and he's been with us ever since and i talk to him almost daily have you heard anything yet no i haven't heard anything yet what about you nope nope so yeah it's it's definitely very frustrating and uh you know we we hope to hear something soon let's put it that way because uh, i don't know how much more patience i can show and for these pro players that are looking to sign with organizations nobody's going to sign them until we know what what's happening, and and I'll I'll say this too: if the format is anything like it was last year, you won't see CMG in Clash Royale this year. It was terrible. They completely voided organizations altogether, with the exceptions of the ones that were putting on the big tournaments and putting up forty thousand dollars in order to do so. Um, you know, and it was really unfair to other organizations to see their players. We had nine players competing in CRL. We had two players in the World Finals last year. And how much mention did you hear of CMG, Chasmac Gaming, whatever you want to say, uh, throughout the course of the year? None. They wouldn't even put their player tags up in the in the overlays for the way that it was last year. It was terrible. And I understand it's a, it's an individual game; it's not a team game. But um, it's it's just if they continue to do what they did last year with last year's format for you know just pitting it against organizations and uh, 
yeah yeah it's like dan said it's a i could talk about this for the next four hours that's how much my face is probably getting red my ears are probably ringing and <laughs> you guys just can't he, see he my looks ears. like i did last podcast talking about golden tickets yeah dude like i'm looking at the bottle of scotch over here thinking you know it should be making some bad decisions on sunday so yeah thanks for opening up that one appreciate it <laughs> well, listen, the reason the reason i brought it up was the, i mean there's two reasons was the first was i think it's brilliant that it's getting some traction on twitter because people are talking about it now and yeah. i hadn't i i hadn't been aware of it until you tweeted to be fair um and now i'm seeing more people get involved which is great because i think you're right it does need to change yeah. uh, but the other thing was i've seen some people on twitter ask this question would class royale esports be better as a team game well i mean if you go back to 2017 2018 that's when you know clash royale was like at its peak like the team liquid you know with surgical goblin and all those guys yeah yeah the the one hp win versus martin with surgical goblin even if you don't know anything about clash royale you probably at some point in your life have heard something about that just because you're involved with with esports yeah. but yeah. yeah i mean in a lot of people's opinions yes the the teams uh would make the crl a much better situation um but supercell's made it very clear their uh, community managers have made it very clear that they will never go back to team events um they cost supercell money to do it you know they had they, they would give organizations money for team houses and and assist with salaries and things like that so for them to cut the organizations out and just make an, an individual sport uh, is is much less, uh, you know, money going out the window for them. So I don't think you'll ever see teams again, and that's that's unfortunate. We did a, a CMG Cup uh, about a year and a half ago. Now we had uh, you know sixteen teams made of four, I think is what it was, and I mean we had the best players in the world: Moogie, Mo, Lucas, Samuel, all those guys. And it was a team event, and it had millions and millions of views worldwide, streamed in China, Japan, all over Europe, all over NA, everything. It was one of the biggest events in all of Clash Royale that year. What does that tell you? People want to yeah, see yeah. the teams, but Supercell doesn't care because it's about money for them in this situation, in my opinion. I, I don't mean to cut in here, Bastek, but I got a question on that. So on the COC side, we have all these community events. Is there anything like that on the Clash Royale side? Or is it pretty much just what Supercell does is what you guys got, except for the few solid organizations like yourself and, and whatever ones may be still left out there in the Clash Royale community? Yeah, so, I mean, there's tons of, you know, semi-pro leagues um that it's 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 a team thing you know in in all of the leagues um but yeah i mean you can you can find tournaments on a daily basis whether it's you know just somebody streaming uh you know i do them you know a 25 dollar tournament and people come in and they you know they have a good time so yeah i mean there's a lot of different community events out there for for clash royale um the difference is like the event that dan's running right now the the cmg cup warm-up that I didn't realize it was going to last like seven years. Um, you know, with, with Clash Royale, you you do a tournament and it's like done in a couple hours or done in a weekend. Um, so, you know, when, when I told Dan, I'm like, yeah, you know, let's, let's go ahead and get this thing going, you know, just let me know if you need anything. 
again, I didn't realize it was going to be, you know, a 19 hour a day process for, you know, months and months. And this is just the warm up. This is just the warm up, Dan. Are you looking for the scotch now too? Might, so, so yeah, I mean, there are still plenty of community events in Clash Royale. And look, I, I have a ton of respect for Supercell, a, a ton of respect for Clash Royale. And, and again, I wouldn't be here without them. Um, I've shown the most support, probably more than anyone in any other organization out there for Clash Royale. And, uh, and I'll continue to do it as long as they don't continue to screw it up. I'll be honest, man. So I, I would know half the names of the players in Clash Royale if it wasn't for CMG. So, I mean, you, you guys are responsible for, for a lot of the, the promotion when it comes to, to Clash Royale. Yeah, we, we try. You know, we try to do a, do what we can to, to keep things relevant, but they make it hard. They make it hard. I'm not going to ask another dodgy question about Clash Royale. Um, <laughs> we, we, yeah, if you want to talk about Brawl Stars or anything else, I'm your guy. Clash, Clash of dude, Clans. Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm just getting into the whole Brawl Stars thing. Like, I'm just literally <laughs> getting into the Brawl Stars. He you thinks know, playing is mean collecting everybody. You know, target. I might Let's even start go. playing the game at some point. So, you know, I might, I might even do that. And I had, like, I, had, I randomly started playing it in a stream last two weeks ago. And some pro player, never don't know who he is, came in and started playing alongside me and we were having a, a, a bit of a laugh and stuff and I, I didn't realize he was a pro. Um, and I was yeah. talking to him on stream like he was some sort of noob. I was like, come on, get over this side of the screen. What are you doing? Right, what are you my doing? Stream, my stream had to be like, listen, that's so-and-so. And then I saw him streaming this morning and he's he's like a 13-year-old kid. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, final question for me and then we're going to go to viewers' questions because the guys have been sending stuff in. Um, I'm not going to ask the question that was originally set because I think that's unfair. I'm going to ask it a different way. When it came to the whole MS, we'll call it situation. Um, Debacle. If Sorry. situation, if if that had happened before you had signed your three teams, would that be someone? Would that be a team that you would have gone after? Obviously, like you know, prior to who you'd signed, you know. Would you have, would you, maybe even like while you've had the North American team, do you think you would have actively gone after like a team like MS? So I think we'll kind of answer this together, Dan, because I think both him and I will have similar opinions on this. Um, obviously, they're a great team, right? Um, and, you know, the whole hindsight thing. Uh, it's, it's like what Dan mentioned earlier with Queen Walkers, you know, a team like that comes available, you're foolish not to at least reach out and, and see if there's potential there and if they're a fit for us and we're a fit for them. So had, in my opinion, had this situation been presented prior to everything, of course we would have at least talked to them. Uh, in my opinion, you know, ultimately I would have left that up to Dan to decide if that was the, the correct way to go. Um, and I'll just add this in and then I'll let Dan take over. And in my opinion, I'm glad it didn't happen because we wouldn't be where we are now uh, if it did. But um, those are just kind of my thoughts on it and where I, where, where I kind of sit there. So um, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I talked to a lot of teams. I mean, I talked anybody that was available, you know, you talked to them, you're, you're stupid not to. 
Yeah. But like I said too, the the big reasons that you know these teams that we have now impressed me weren't because you know it was partially you know a little bit because of like being fourth and fifth in the world that obviously takes some standing in your mind. But it was more the way they presented themselves to me. They didn't come in like we were fourth in the world. They came in saying like we have room to improve. Like we we didn't finish off things. They came in humble. They came in appreciative. It's all the way you talk to people. And I mean, I've, I know I've talked to a lot of teams throughout Clash and a lot of players throughout a lot of active teams and ones that have just become available too. And sometimes uh, personalities are, are not quite the right fit for our family style organization. And we don't want the huge personalities so much. We want the cohesive unit that's going to stick together, play together, grow together, all that. And so, like I like you were saying, I think that where we're sitting right now is, you know, we're really happy with that. These are the team kinds of teams that I would look for. So I don't really think that uh, any any other team out there right now, because I have talked to most of them, not not all of them, obviously. But I mean, I think that the other teams out there maybe not wouldn't be quite the same level of fit for us as what we have right now. And we're very happy with what we have right now. We we took a bad situation and we tried to. I told them from the beginning, like I want you know CMG to not just make a little splash on the scene, like, hey, they have a good team. I want people to know who CMG is. I said, I want, I want you to finally really arrive on the Clash scene because I was a fan of the old team. That's why I started, you know, helping out in the Discord server and everything. Like, I was actually a fan of, like, the first CMG teams. And so, I mean, I was like, I, you guys aren't catering to the Clash side nearly enough. I, they, you can be a whole lot bigger because you're not doing anything there. And so I think that now we're trying to, you know, arrive on the scene. So people like, we're really serious about Clash. We're, we're here and you're going to have to recognize us now. I love that. I love that. And I think you're right. Honestly, I think I think the, the splash already that you guys are making is way bigger than it would have been if you'd signed one individual team. Yeah, if we signed one team, there's no room for, you know, for three teams all growing together. Because, I mean, some of these teams... Like, I'm sure Navi's probably, like, forking over the Brink's truck right now to Queen Walkers, and lately they haven't been really winning a whole lot of matches. I love them. I love watching Navi, uh, Queen Walkers, whatever. I love watching them, but, I mean, they, they lost several matches this year, and they're probably already getting paid more than, goodness, about half the streamers out there. So, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I just I, if we had one team, we wouldn't be able to be in the position that we're in right now. Yeah, Ellie, we got some viewers' questions. Oh, yeah, we we I, I've seen a bunch of exclamation cues running through the chat, but we're gonna start off. Uh, Big B, what I'm gonna do because we do how many do we have? So, so we have 11 viewers' questions that came in live. So, Big B, uh, what I'm gonna do, I'm only gonna ask maybe one or two of your questions. I want to be able to get everybody's in. Um, then also. Of course, you know, like I said, those uh, Big B, I'll see if maybe after the stream, if which ones I don't ask, we could get answered for you and I could get you the answers then. Um, if we have time, we'll get back to them, buddy. All right. So first off, what would you say is or are the primary benefits of a really successful 5v5 team sponsored by an or organization like and I'm going to say CMG because of course, Charlie doesn't like the Jazz Mac. Uh, are they mostly financial or do they give competitive teams an advantage that's unrepresented, to, that unrepresented teams do not? So I think there's 
a lot of different ways that you can answer that question, but I think being part of something bigger than yourself um, creates, um, you know, something bigger, you know, uh, just being part of something bigger and having the pride of representing an organization means the world to these players. And uh, um, I'll, I'll kind of go back to RPG, like Dan was talking about earlier with them, you know, never being part of an organization before. And then, you know, going through our talks and like, Oh, we get, we get, we get jerseys. Like that's, you know, like that's awesome. You know, I mean, who doesn't want to wear a jersey and represent an organization? So, um, it, you know, there's those types of things that I think uh, the players value. And of, of course, you know, they, who doesn't like money? Um, but I, I think it's, it's a lot more, especially with these particular teams, like Dan keeps, you know, mentioning, like uh, the big thing for us is CMG family family, you know, and, and anyone that's involved with our organization, whether it's Clash Royale, Clash of Clans, Brawl Stars, whatever, you're known as family. You are here as CMG family. And so for our organization, I think we try to, to, to raise the bar a little bit for other organizations. So these players don't just say I'm a player for CMG, but they, they also realize that we're here for them. You know, you can message this guy, you can message this guy anytime, any day, and we're there to support you any way that we can. So um, uh, to me, I think that is more important about representing an organization than anything else. Just being part of something bigger. Uh, we have a, a Discord server that's designated just for our main staff and all of our pro, pro players from all of our games. And it, we, it's our CMG Pro Hub is what we call it. And that is only a place for all of these teams from all of these different games to communicate with each other um, and and be part of that CMG family. So again, long answer, like Roger says, I like to talk, I guess. But that to me is the reason why a lot of people want to be part of an organization. It's not just about money. It's about being part of something bigger. It's about knowing that someone actually cares about you you have a fan base that's rooting for you that's not just regular typical people, but also owners of organizations, employees of organizations, streamers, all these different people, because now they're getting a little bit more recognition. So um, everybody likes to think, oh, it's just money, 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 money. It's not. It's, it's just not, at least not to most. And I, I think that goes back to, again, what Dan was saying about the type of players and teams that we look for. You know, we're we're not afraid to to spend where when we need to, but we we like to let people know that we're there for other things too. It's not just about money; it's about that support, no matter what it might, what it, what a player may need. You know, they know that Dan and I are there for them. Mo is there for them. Hugo is there for them. You know, we have a you know a, a different type of situation that we're really proud of. So, long answer again, but yeah. I, you know, uh, sometimes you need the long answer to get to to truly get the point across. So, uh, anything to add, Frogger, on that? No, not really. I mean, I think we kind of we kind of covered it, and they were all pretty agreeable in negotiation rooms when they, especially when they found out that 
you know, even though we might have three teams, we're not treating anybody any more special than anybody else. So we're going to be here for all three of you, treat you yeah. all the same. I mean, I really mean it. I don't have a favorite team. I love all those teams. And so, yeah. I mean, they can all come to me whenever they need to. And I think having that level of support, you know, outside of just your little team, kind of, it goes a long way for a lot of these players. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, let's see here. One more from Mr. Big B here. Um, I'm, I'm only going to, because we've already touched on a good portion of this question. So, do you ever see recruiting lesser known players or teams with talent in an effort not just to help their playing ability, but show their brand to a larger audience? Obviously, you guys went out, you, you guys got some pretty high profile teams. So I think the question is geared to, you know, more like a team of like me, Bad Stag, and a couple other streamers that no, can't hit. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, that type of a team that, yeah, that may that really quickly. What? Said that really quickly. Yeah, I know. Oh. I mean, he was like right <laughs> I on I didn't hear Chase's name in there, so it was just, you know, it was. It's well, he's already pass. playing for somebody, so I couldn't count him in. Oh, oh, okay. okay. He's, he's already on a team. Um, but I think what they're looking at is like some of these smaller teams I tried to to stream uh, that nobody really knows about are, are, are coming through. And in the perfect example, and you guys actually uh, took one of those teams in under the CMG umbrella was GS. They came out of nowhere last year. Like nobody knew who GS was. They were just like, da, 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 da. and then the next thing you know, they're like beating these teams at Worlds and they're sitting on the stage. And it was like, all right, who are these guys? Where do they come from? And I believe, Chase, this is the team you said you only have partial stats on. So to you, they didn't look good on paper until <laughs> you realized they changed their in game names and went back and then put the stats together and you were like oh my god they're like top 5 in the world when it comes to hit rates all of a sudden when you added in yeah. everything that was the team correct yeah i was i was following them since they were uh, neko fund the world and i was like oh these guys these guys are pretty underrated same with rapotted actually yeah. those were the two yeah. teams where i was saying they were mm -hmm. they they're going to make some splashes they're going to make and some noise so i i guess all right well i guess that kind of answers that question big b uh, both of those teams really at the beginning of last year, nobody saw them doing anything. They came in, granted, they they proved their worth making the worlds, but there you go. CMG well, also, was able to do I mean, that. It's also like I I, I watch a, a lot of streams. So, um, I'm usually I'll have I have two la two tablets, and so one of them I'm doing my work for my actual business on, and the other one's usually <laughs> has a stream on if somebody's playing. And so I see a lot of the smaller teams too. The, the one problem with smaller teams, if you decided you wanted to go and try and sign them, is that unless they, they've stuck together for a little while, kind of like the GSs and the Repotters, they have so many changes in the roster. I mean, you see, like I, the competition I'm running right now, everybody wants to switch out players all the different times. And that's it. And there, there's no stability there. And so what you know might be a small team that we would sign today might look completely different in two weeks. Right. And so that's the problem. You need consistency it's not really about everything else it's just if uh if you actually can prove you stick together you play well together i mean because if we don't want to sign anybody that gets like four stars i can go out and do that i mean right that, that doesn't do anybody any good i have to go pay myself if that's the case but i mean if you stick together and you do pretty well then it, you, know, you can grow together like those other ones do but i mean yeah just 
some all those other smaller teams that you know, I play, I played Worlds last year. We got like 185th out of 11,000. For me, that was huge. But I mean, a lot of those teams, though, they switch out players like, you know, like underwear. And so you just you can't, you can't count on them to stick together. All right. So uh, Big B just put in chat. He was like, not players like us. He's talking about ones that who are talented but don't really have a team. I, I, I guess that kind of probably falls under the same answer that you just gave. Um, even for talented people, until they can really, truly find a team and stick with them, I, I, I guess yeah. it, it is hard to really, for any any established, I, I would say, uh, organization to really sign a team that isn't, even if they don't win, I mean, if they stuck together with the same six, seven players on the roster from beginning to end of the year, even though they didn't make roles, they may not have won anything. They may have only made, say, the top 32 in some tournaments here and there. They show that consistency, I guess, is where those talented players, but yet not signed players, can really start making a name for themselves. Um, right. So I, I think... I think that kind of does answer a big B, but I'm not sure. Um, well, I think yeah, the biggest does. word in that whole statement was stability, right? Dan, yeah. I mean, that's that's the key thing that, that you look for is stability, stability. and consistency. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of these new teams, like I said, they like to try to they're, – they're throwing together, you know, three players from one team, like a retired person. They bring together all these good good players, good names. And, then, and it's like you saw on the podcast last week. I watched it. It's – it's like, is it going to look the same next year? And you said, is it going to look the same next year? And then I'm thinking, is it going to look the same next month in NA? Because <laughs> yeah. like all these things yeah. I hear is like, I don't think it's going to look the same next month. Everybody's trying to post this player and this player's trying to move. But it's just, you can be a great player, but if you don't show you actually can stick with something, it's in like any job. Man. You got to prove you can stick with it. Otherwise, people aren't going to take you serious. Right. Like you had yeah. mentioned earlier, you know, Queen Walker's not looking solid at the beginning of this year. Well, this is a repeat from last year for them. They didn't look solid in the beginning right. either of last year. Yeah, they, they, look at what happened. they, they, they walked off with the world championship. So yeah. Queen Walkers, you can't count them out. And, and I've said this before, you can't count them out because they've stuck together. It's been minimal changes right. here and there over the years that Queen Walkers have been together. For the most part, it's been those core group of five for the whole time. Maybe a backup here or there. But that's, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of these European teams do hold the advantage over NA players is just because of that consistency and being with your team. Now, we're starting to see some more movement on the EU side here on some of these teams. So we'll see what happens as this year shakes up. So it's going to be interesting. All right. So. All right. Go ahead. Give me the first one there, Sue. All right, so Coconut, what was the best year for? Oh, why can't I see all that question? For CMG. What was the best year? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they mean by that one. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean, I, I would say uh, 2022 you know, was a phenomenal year. Uh, two players at, at the world stage and Clash Royale, um, two teams in the world stage for Brawl Stars. And of course, our, our North American Clash of Clans team came up a little bit short. Um, 
and we we we're, we're still all of us, including that team, are still a little salty about the whole situation. And there are ways that we could have gotten in and should have gotten in and didn't. Um, uh, so yeah, I would say uh, you know overall so far twenty twenty two, but I think twenty twenty three brings a lot of hope. A lot of hope, dude. We're like we're we're all salty. Um, about what happened to CMG last year. Yeah, we yeah, we, we haven't on a few podcasts. We and, we we've yeah. mentioned it, uh, but we haven't truly talked about it. But one one of the things I did say on that whole thing was I was really impressed with how you guys did handle it. It it wasn't no, the yeah. typical come out the gate blasting guns a blazing everybody. I'm like CMG. I'm sure they are saying something, but it's behind the scenes, the way it should be done. They're going through the proper channels about it, trying to do anything and everything they can. My thing has always been, we've never had a true way in the game. If there's a disconnect to truly fix it, it's something that's unprecedented that there's never been something set that if a player disconnects, they can get another shot. Because you can't give them the same base. You can't give them another hit in the war the way it's set up. Do you do an FC? What do you do? Oh, you do. It's dead simple. It's dead simple. And let's be honest. Like, and we're not going to get into this now, but we have we have spoken about this because I listened to one of our podcasts back a few days ago. If I'm in the shower, I listen to our podcasts, you know. Like to it's listen to every voice while I'm having a wash. Um, and, and even as part of that, you know, we did say something like uh, we, we had this conversation. We did say, well, the obvious thing is to say, listen, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't his his fault. It was the organizer's equipment that did something that he wasn't expecting. Therefore, it's kind of their fault. Just give him a go at the end of the war. Let him one v one, the same person with a different base, and if he wins it, he, he gets the stars. You know, nice and straightforward. That's it. Done. Well, again, I, I, you know, I don't think any of us want to take a ton of time on this, but I'll just, I'll give you a real quick rundown of, of our, you know, thoughts on that whole situation with dealing with the admins and everything is our thing is that was a clear three-star there, there, like no shot. He doesn't three-star that with all the spells he had left champions. I mean, it was, it was swagging. It was going to end up swagging something. 100%. You know, we, we got ripped off on that. And, and our thing was, just do a friendly battle, same exact play, you know, same bases, same troops, same everything, and just run it back, you know, um, because it was clear that it was going to be a three-star. And there were talks about doing that. And ESL actually kind of stepped up and said, yeah, you know, maybe we could do something like that. And then there was a supercell admin there that was like, no. And that's where it ended. So um, ESL, I thought, did a pretty fair job they took a lot of crap took a lot of heat for that and we we dished a little bit of that heat to them um but in the end they they were really professional about things and uh you know it's it, yeah that'll always have a little salty um you know this in my mouth because it wasn't even about the the money that we would have won like that would have been our first organization's you know trophy you know that esl trophy and that was the thing that that we were really, you know, disappointed about, but, but yeah, that's kind of, you know, quick breakdown of how all that stuff went down. But I think that's something that'll, that'll live on with all of us CMGNA for forever. I think that's going to live in the class 
community for a very, very poor long Nick. time. Uh, oh, yeah, poor the, Nick. The, I, I felt horrible for him. Um, it, like, it was just, ugh. It was heartbreaking to see that. And, you know, I know ESL took a lot of slack on Twitter. Oh, you were so slow on responding to this and, and putting this out, putting that out. And I'm thinking to myself, Look, before you say anything, you need to know what all the facts are. And the, here's the problem. We're never going to know all the facts. That's going to yeah. be between Supercell, ESL, CMG, the players. All that's going to stay mostly comp, uh, compartmentalized. There we go. Yeah. Um, that we're never going to know. Like, don't be too judgmental. I'm judgmental of ESL. I don't like how it's one way for NA, one way for EU. I, I think they need to have just... One the same way across the board for every region is how they do their things and, and be done with it. Because to me, it's just too confusing for people. You got it one way, yeah. and and NA is going to DreamHack this year, and then like EU was done in six weeks, and you know you had the same two in the championship, and then they split. You know, Strut winning the first one, MS winning the second one. So yeah, like. I don't know. Like, pick a pick a format and just run with it for everybody. Is my opinion on that. All right, no more ranting. All I right, agree. next I agree. next question. <laughs> All right. Let's see. This is from Amazon Unicorn. Dan said, "Long lost brothers. Any ladies on any of the teams? No, no. I'd actually I do uh, in my my gaming experience. I've actually met some really really talented." women that play, but never ones that actually had any pro aspirations. Um, they, they play on some of my regular comp teams because my comp teams aren't pro, but I mean, like I played with Shadow Empress. She's actually really good. She was a pretty good player, but uh, there's none on our teams right now, but if one comes along and she can follow the crap out of a base, yeah, come on. <laughs> we'll sign you yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I don't care who you are, man. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what you look like. I don't care anything. Just, if you can play and you, you fit well within the, the only way our teams are set up, then sure. All right. All right. There we go. There we go. So let's see here. Let's go with our next one. It is going to be Mr. Wolf, Carl. What did you think of 2v2 and Clash Royale? Um, in the CRL, uh, is what I'm assuming they're talking about, because uh, 2v2 is still a, a game mode that you can play, but I, I'm assuming they're talking about in the competitive. Um, loved it. it. Again, going back to that team format where they had the king of the hill and the 2v2, and I mean, it was just such a great, great thing, and uh, the fans absolutely enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're just asking for my opinion on 2v2, thought it was outstanding. Wish they would bring it back. That's one point that I actually always make when people say, well, Clash Royale isn't a team game. Then why is 2v2 in it? It's a game mode. So that's a team. Right. Me and Frogger versus Bad Stag and Chase. That's 2v2. That's a team, last time I checked, right? So, yeah, I think 2v2 is awesome. I, in fact, I love playing 2v2 um, with my friends. Um, I'll get the random message uh, with, from Surgical Goblin at like four o'clock in the morning. Hey, you want to run some two v twos? And he's like the goat, right? He's like the greatest player of all time, in my he's, opinion. I mean, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I mean, he's not yeah, yeah. Good, but he's but he's pretty good. He's yeah. won a couple things. He's won a couple things. 
Yeah. But but the point is, is that yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit up in bed at four a.m. like this in two v two because it's actually goblin. So yeah, two. I love two v two. It's one of my favorite things. All right. So moving on. All right. This is from Mister Train Clash Bases. What is your plans for this upcoming year? Win everything. All right. Hey. We're winning it all, baby, and every everything we got a team. Well, you know, to touch a little more though, I mean, like Dan said, we want to win everything that we're in, but we, we're also trying to expand into, into other areas for the organization. Like we're trying to expand further into content. Um, you know, and check out our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter, blah, 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 blah. There's the plug. Um, but you know, there, there's more to it that, you know, that people don't understand with, you know, esports organizations sometimes is, you know, yeah, the, the, the pro teams and the esports part is great. It's fun, you know, brings, brings some good content for you guys. Um, but there's other things that we like to do, you know, we love recording videos and we have so much fun doing them. And, you know, so I think that's another thing that you'll, you'll see us, you know, really expand further into this year is, is content in a big, big way. Yeah. And we, we even look into other games too. We're always, everybody talks about mm -hmm. like, we're only super, so only super, so only super. So I get uh, requests from teams from every different game that yeah. want to, you know, come say like, Hey, the scene, do you want to join PUBG mobile or call of duty mobile, things like that. And we talk to them too. We haven't quite found a good fit yet. That's the only reason why we haven't expanded. But we talked to them for different, all sorts of different games. I mean, Valorant Mobile is supposed to drop this year. That's going to be huge yeah, if it does. That's going to be massive. So, I mean, things like that. We're always on the lookout for the to expand to and go in different directions. Like once, once I got all these teams kind of on board, like me and Charlie, that we, we we're trying to get it to a point where like they just run themselves because, like I said, these guys know what they're doing. They don't need me to manage them. After that, we're trying to get the content to keep CMG relative. We're trying to you know, get moving to other areas, other games, things like that. Just anything to keep CMG in the forefront. Because, like I said, I don't, I'm not playing the games for them. They can kind of run that stuff on their own. Yeah. All right. So interesting. So you guys are looking into trying to branch out here. So like COD Mobile, that type of thing. Well, I mean, yeah, we were approached by Dan. I mean, like a really probably a top three COD Mobile team. Yeah, they were, I think they were like. like yeah, third or fourth in the like world last year, and they they thought that they actually had moved up this year. But yeah, yeah. We, we talked to them for a good, good little while. Yeah, and it was it was definitely something. I mean, that we were kind of fifty fifty on, and we, it could have gone either way. But you know, the thing with us is we're a mobile esports organization, so you know that's like when you hear Dan talk about Valorant mobile, you know, those are the things we don't want to get involved in the PC world. There's plenty of other guys that can handle that. We're going to stick with mobile. Um, but if a game, you know, Rainbow Six is supposed to be dropping to mobile, yeah, um, right around the same time as Valorant. So yeah, there's there's lots of different things that uh, you could see us expand into. But for right now, you know, we're we're pretty happy with the Supercell games that we're in. Um, but like Dan said, if something comes along, we're gonna look at it. And, and yeah, we talk to everybody. We evaluate yeah. every situation that comes across. Yeah, and and believe me, Dan gets message a lot every day so does mo so do i uh from different teams and things i i could if i could bring up my our chasma gaming twitter dms right now i could just literally go like this zing zing and it's 
hey, I have a Pokemon team that wants to play. Hey, I have a, you know chess club that wants to join. It's insane. But, you know, we still try to, you know, at least respond to people and, you know, give the common courtesy. Okay. All right. So our next one is going to be from Coconut GG1. And they had a Chasmic logo. As a matter of fact, the CMG logo. I apologize. Uh, what was your favorite moment for CMG in 2022? Hmm. Um, well, it's kind of a double-edged sword because having our our two teams in worlds for brawl stars, we had to play against uh, Zeta division one and Zeta division zero, the two arguably best teams in the world, which by the way, finished first and second place, but we had to play both of our teams had to play them in the very first round, but we were the only team. We were up two to nothing in, in a best of five and got reverse swept uh, our, our Brazilian team. So that was a very, you know, proud Papa moment, seeing my team just absolutely wax these guys. But then the, the, but then the eyes from this to this, to this, to this. So, you know, that moment will always stand out for me, uh, for our EU team and our Brazilian team. But um, overall, I would have to say that Vitor uh, finishing, I, I, I think it was fifth place in the world in Clash Royale. Uh, probably stands out the most to me for 2022, just because he's one of the hardest working people I know in, in all of esports, and he grinds so hard. And nobody ever thinks that he's going to do it, but he's made Worlds three years in a row, and he just finds a way every year. And so um, Samuel, he took I think fourth. Um, and what was interesting is Samuel is from Brazil and Lucas X Gamer is from Brazil and Samuel beat Lucas to knock him into the loser's bracket. Uh, Vitor lost to Mugi, who was the world champion from the year previous. And then Vitor takes Lucas out in the loser's bracket. So it was kind of one of those cool things too. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's probably the thing that, that stands out the most kind of two answers, but Vitor, anything Vitor is always going to be close to my heart. I don't have any favorites, but Vitor is my favorite. <laughs> so, so Vitor and Rainberry so far. Okay. Yeah. yeah no nice. favorites. Uh, yeah. yeah. No favorites. No favorites. Well, see, now since you put those two out there, you can say you like them equally. So then you don't have one favorite. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Right? Exactly. All right. Yep. So from three cut, let's see. I think we kind of touched on this one already with the uh, how you guys do your recruiting. So obviously, you're looking. We, we've discussed it. You're looking for solid teams that, that show the promise that can lead themselves and, and things of that nature. We I think we've really touched on that one pretty good. All right. Now, all right. Are CMG looking to sign more teams? <laughs> for what? Not for Clash. No, we're done. <laughs> Frogger has put his stamp on that one. I am not doing any more Clash of Clans teams. I'm done. I want to sleep. Please, for the love yeah, of God. Yes. <laughs> well, and Brawl, Brawl Stars locks you at two as well, so you can't you can't branch out more than two in Brawl Stars. Okay. So they're not like Clash. Clash, you can sign as many as you got money for. Ah. But, but Brawl Stars locks you up. So, 
But like we said too, like if another uh, mobile game comes along with a good prospect for us, that would be probably the only way I'd see us kind of branching out at the moment right now. Because so, we kind of put a lot of our eggs into the the Brawl Stars and the Clash of Clans baskets right now. Gotcha. And, and still waiting on the format for for Clash Royale too, right? I mean, yeah. If, if things go good, then we definitely plan to sign one to two players that we're already ready to basically sign if the format comes out. So, right. so yeah, we, we will be signing more, just not sure exactly. No, and I'm not sure on this. Uh, we kind of took, do you guys have a Call of Duty mobile team or no? No. No. Okay. I was just curious. It was just something. I I was just wondering because you, I know you said you guys are sticking with the mobile gaming, looking forward to the Val, Valorant and stuff coming out mobile-wise. So, um, We've talked to some. We just haven't signed any yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so that's definitely something on the horizon, I guess, for CMG, which is, I, I think it's nice to see an organization branching out into as many multiple aspects of, and sticking to the mobile gaming, not getting their hands in it, trying to get their hands in every single pot, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. And our final viewer question, our, well, this is actually a pretty good one. Uh, will CMG look to sponsor teams at lower town hall levels like we're seeing like town hall 11 tournaments town hall 9 tournaments would you guys be looking to do something like that possibly maybe maybe not there's there's a not a lot of you know big tournaments for that kind of thing though if 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 they had a worlds for 12 then i mean we'd probably talk because that'd be something interesting and something different but i mean they Usually, you have to have a bigger tournament to even have those lower levels kind of included as part of the format of the tournament. Right. So, if there was a bigger, you know, calling for, it and there was, you know, bigger, you know, ways to actually go out and win some money and go out and compete, then sure, I mean, it'd be something you know, easier to talk about than it is right now because you don't really find you'll find some twelve versus twelve with all the no witch and everything else rules and everything, but you don't see a, enough of that to really warrant it. And, and the other key thing too that you got to think about is when you're talking about you know professional esports, the lower town hall things. At least, and correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like it's more of the semi-pro level, right? Right. So when you start talking about some of the things we were speaking about earlier about the you know the prestige of being part of an organization, um, you look at you know the professional players that you've got now. And then these, you know, let's call them semi-professional players, however you want to call that, um, getting benefits that the pro players are getting. You know, I, I think the the, the top tier uh, pro players would probably look down on that as to, well, wait a minute, you know, why I don't want this particular team representing the same organization as me because they can't compete at it at the same level as me. So why do I want to associate myself with them? And it does happen. There are teams out there that that will, you know, portray that. Not right. saying our teams would, but it would happen. Right. And I and the only reason I know a little bit about this is because I was approached on this last year, um, and I did a lot of research into it, and and I almost did it. And once I started learning a little bit more about these types of things, is when I was really like, okay, yeah, no, we can't, we just can't do that, not at this level. Right. Um, so just kind of add what to Dan was saying. All right. Well, with that, we, we, we're, we're out of questions. So, <laughs> what? What? 
It's only oh, been on. two hold hours. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we got one more. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me get it up. I close it out. All right. This will be our last one. This will be our last one here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me in. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see what I want. I want this. See if this is what is your favorite cheese. You're getting slapped. Mm. All right. So, all right. Actually, Big B was funny because I was getting ready to ask that one. Uh, I'm still just really curious where sponsors are getting money to pay players and teams for sponsorships. Are you guys independently wealthy or do you generate revenue from advertisement, corporate sponsors, things of that nature? Yes. (laughs) Already then. Good answer. Good answer. D, all of the above we're going with, I guess. Huh? Yeah, Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of everything. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of everything. It, It takes, uh, you know, a lot of volunteers that, you know, to, to run an organization because again, there's, there's not, you know, there's not money per se in, in esports. you know, you talk about, well, orgs get percentages, this, that, and the other, but Dan's not doing this for money. Dan, Dan's doing this because he loves Clash of Clans. He loves esports. He loves me, you know, uh, it's that simple. And that's why I do it. You know, it's it's for the passion. It's for things like that, and uh, you know, hopefully, sponsors, bigger sponsors for us will come along. You know, and I I think that'll happen this year, and it'll help with funding things. But um, for the most part, it's you know, it's a self-funded thing. But um, you know, you've got people like Coco that asked the question in the chat um, that helps me with when I need clips. You know, a volunteer. You know, um, Leafy, Hugo, uh, all, all these different guys, Mo, um, you know, that, that are in the background that nobody even really knows are around that, that help uh, run these things and makes it easier to fund the actual teams because you have volunteers that we try to do nice things for and buy them Discord Nitro and, and buy and send them a bold pass or, you know, um, little things that we can do to, to, to show our, our staff members how much we appreciate them because without those staff members, the, does none of this exists. And, um, we're just all sitting here talking about, uh, how bad the Lions football team is. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but, but, but nothing happens without, volunteers uh, and staff um, and, and having good guys like like Dan and Mo and, and Hugo that um, when I'm sick like this week I, I wasn't worried about anything but Dan sure was he's you know couldn't get a hold of me on discord for a whole day almost and so he's calling my cell phone hey are you okay you know and that's that's yeah, what, alive yeah, yeah. All teams. I saw yeah. everybody in the country I wanted to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He he didn't want to have to re- refinance his house to have to cover salaries. So. <laughs> um, but you know that that's the kind of stuff that I'm saying though. You know, without that, you know, um, that's that's what makes an organization run. It's not money. It's relationships, friendships, and volunteers and staff that truly care. So, um, again, another long answer, but I think 
in that type of question, you have to have that type of an answer if those are your real core beliefs, which which they are for me and and for my board members, Dan and Mo and Hugo. So um, those are things that uh, are important to us, values. You hear us say family a lot and we mean it. And, um, you know, it's as much as Dan and I like to throw jabs at each other and stuff, you know, I consider him one of my best friends in the world and I would do anything for him. And I know he would for me as well. And uh, that's what makes coming to work, as they say, a lot easier when you can work side by side with someone that you care about and that, you know, cares about you and cares about your organization and cares about what they're doing and wants to represent everything as a whole uh, in the right way. And, and I feel I have that with, with Dan, Mo and, uh, and Hugo. So uh, again, long answer, but that one came from the heart, so to speak. All right. So with that, gentlemen, we're, we're going to start closing it out here. Um, anything you want to add, say, Mr. Frogger, uh, to what we've already yeah, discussed? Yeah, it's, been, it's been fun. Like I told you guys, I'm usually the guy in the background. I'm the one in all the negotiation rooms and getting the bajillion DMs all day long. So, I mean. You won't see this face very often on camera, which I don't think anybody's going to complain about too much, but it's been fun anyway. So, you know, well, this is the first time that you and I have done this together, Dan. So, like, it's true. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Plug. I know. And, and so, you know, this is probably something we should have talked about before or after this, but we'll include it just so that people can hear it. Is that during this, Dan likes to say how much I like to talk, but I don't know how much to talk because I don't know how much Dan wants to talk. <laughs> so, because this is the first time him and I have done this together. So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to answer the ones that I know I can answer the right way without him having to talk because I don't know how much he really wants to talk. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a lot of fun guys. Well, I, I look at it this way. You guys have done a great job coming out here, working out that aspect of it. Uh, hopefully we can have you guys on maybe later on in the year again, just kind of touch base when, with you when guys. When you win worlds. Yeah. When you win, when you worlds, win worlds, there we go. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Charlie Mack, anything to add here before we go ahead and depart on another episode here? It seems like there was something, Dan, wasn't there? Oh, you know, you did tell me something. I can't remember what it was though. I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, oh, he's, he used the boomer pass too, right? I know, I know where it's at. It's in the trash here well probably where it belongs oh, i'm just it. saying oh there it is bad Ooh. bad oh oh bad burrito Never mind. <laughs> um no uh yeah no we we definitely we want everybody to know that we're welcoming welcoming uh bad stack to the cmg family and um i i personally am very very excited about this i know that dan is as well and um you guys all saw his tweet, his tweet last week, I think it was, about leaving Strut and you know all that good stuff. And uh, now you kind of understand all the correlation there. So um, we really, really want people to see his content because it it's like I was talking about earlier. I I, I don't watch as much Clash of Clans as I do all of the other things, but since I've discovered his YouTube channel, I find myself when I'm even in the smallest room in my house, wink, wink, <laughs> watching his YouTube channel 
And, you know, I was, I was actually waiting and yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was waiting in anticipation for, you know, the, the final round of the Olympics, damn it. And I finally got it, you know, and, uh, it, it didn't quite go exactly as I hoped it would, but it was, you know, pretty much what I thought, but, but I want to make sure that we stress to everyone that you have got to go to this guy's YouTube channel. You've got to subscribe on his YouTube channel. And I hope we can get a link in the chat here somebody, by some a mod or someone to Bad Stack's YouTube. Because I, I think if you all just give him a chance and the opportunity to watch the creativeness of what he brings to Clash of Clans. And for the the people like me that that watch the competitive only, basically, don't play the game. Um, but I, it's even tiresome for me to watch. I'm not going to lie, unless it's my team you know, playing, but with bad stag, and I'm not just saying this, like, I truly mean this. It, it, it makes, it makes it more fun. It, it brings content to life in a whole different way. And for a casual like me, uh, in clash of plans, you know, I hope I'm speaking to everyone and understanding that it, it really is great content. And now we're going to bring him into the CMG family and the CMG world of content too, where, He's going to do content with our Brawl Stars creators, with me, with Dan, with, you know, all kinds of other different people. And we're just, you know, I just, I really want everyone to just give him a chance and, and just watch him grow. Uh, it's, it's literally one of our top priorities uh, effective today. Uh, I just, I just want people to go and, and give this man the credit that's deserved. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it for a while. Yeah, we talked about it for a while, and I kept telling him, like, man, if he wasn't so loyal to Strut, I was like, I would have grabbed him in a heartbeat, because mm -hmm. I, I played the whole time that Classic Man has been out, and, like, he does different things. I was like, I never even thought about doing anything as weird and wacky as that. And I was like, yep. but it's fun. And I, I told Charlie, like, you know, sometimes all this stuff with Clash Man, it's kind of like a job almost, but he actually makes it fun again. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited, too. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a blast working with him. Now, I just saw in the chat too that someone asked if we can change Bad Stag's name to Bad Shag for next week. Um, <laughs> I, so I think we got to go for it. I'm just saying there could be a purposeful tweet that goes out, like you know, <laughs> welcoming uh, Bad Shag to the CMG family. I don't know if you know Dan might have to control the Twitter for a day and and uh, I, I could start a whole new channel. Um, that is just about weird little um, skits to do with the Machabas and call it Bad Shag's Studio. <laughs> oh! Shots fired. Burn. <laughs> Burn. So, Bad Stag again, welcome, man. We're, we're really excited Thank to have you, you here. And, uh, you know, welcome to the CMG family. We're going to do great things. Can't mm -hmm. wait. Really excited. So, I've, I've known, I've obviously known for a few days and stuff, and... Um, I'm jumping at the bit. Like I can't wait to start getting some some replays so I can. I've already got some wicked ideas um, that the three teams in particular are gonna are gonna love doing. So let's get it on. Yeah. Well, let's with, go. Oh, with that, I got I got to do this. I got I got I got to give it to Mr. Badstack, my my Twitch husband, man. Congratulations, buddy. Um, looking forward to great things. Looking forward to seeing you with that CMG logo sometime soon. Um, oh yeah. But uh, next it, stream, oh. it's already set up. Oh, oh. baby, that's sexy. That's <laughs> sexy. All right, all right. So, with all that being said, Charlie Frogger, thank you so much for your time today. It's been awesome having you guys on. 
for all the viewers, we will announce the uh, two winners of the call pass via Twitter later on today. Uh, also to Chase, of course, Mr. Bagsnake, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful co-host there. Thanks once again for a great show. I want to thank Amazon Unicorn, Big Melonhead, Karina for GFX, and all of this staff, Sue, our producer, D, our moderator, and a PR manager who makes sure I actually get tweets out to promote things now, and the rest of the people behind the scenes. Thank you so much for coming out and joining us today. We will see you February 5th with some assassins type of a order thing. Uh, just saying, stay tuned. That'll be getting launched here in the next few days also. You guys have a great one. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I'll be back at 2 p.m. Eastern with some AO Titans action. I'll catch you later.